Christmas is a season of light and color, of joy and hope. It is a season punctuated by the laughter of children and the excited whispers of anticipation. A season accompanied by ageless melodies proclaiming tidings of goodwill and peace on earth. It is a time to rejoice and celebrate the fulfillment of promises. The promise of a new day, of a new life, the promise of a Messiah, a newborn king. But it wasn't always that way. There was a time before this king arrived that God's chosen people, the children of Israel, lived in a hopeless and dark world, a world of anguish and bondage with little assurance of a bright tomorrow. But words of hope continued to be proclaimed by the prophets of the day. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, Isaiah prophesied, on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes with the morning, David said in Psalm 30. <clears throat> Prepare for the coming of the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness, in the desert, a highway for our God, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, Isaiah chapter 40.
the Bible says that in the beginning, the earth was without form and empty. Darkness enveloped everything. But God said, let there be light. And there was light. And it was good. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. It has been said that it is darkest just before dawn. The people of Israel experienced the darkest of long nights as they awaited the promised Messiah. They yearned for a king who, as King David had described, would rule out of reverence for God, one who would dawn on them like the morning light, like the sun shining forth on a cloudless morning. The prophet Isaiah offered hope for the dawning of that new day. The Lord himself will give you a sign. A young maiden will give birth to a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. This king would be a source of profound light and of life to all people. The sun shall no longer be your light by day or the brightness of the moon your light by night, but the Lord himself will be your everlasting light. Your God will be your glory. This was the hope to which Israel clung as they awaited the dawning of a new and glorious morn, the arrival of the promised King of Heaven.
the angel Gabriel was sent to Nazareth in Galilee to a young virgin named Mary. She was pledged in marriage to a man named Joseph. The angel told Mary that she had found favor with God and that she would conceive and give birth to a child the prophets had foretold for centuries, the promised Messiah. You shall call his name Jesus. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. How can this be, Mary asked. The angel responded, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, this holy child shall be called the Son of God, for nothing shall be impossible with God. In those days, a decree was issued by Caesar Augustus that a census was to be taken of the entire Roman world. Everyone was to return to their ancestral homes to register. Joseph, to whom Mary was betrothed, went to Bethlehem, the town of David, because Joseph belonged to the house and line of King David. So he and Mary, who by then was great with child, made their way to Bethlehem. Sometimes light emerges from the most obscure of places, bringing hope and promise in the darkest and most unlikely of settings. That was God's plan as this trek to Bethlehem helped fulfill the words of the prophet Micah. You, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come one who will be ruler over Israel. So it was that in God's perfect timing, the promised king loves pure light. The Messiah, the Christ, was born in the tiny village of Bethlehem.
ancient prophecies, angelic promises, providential plans, all were being fulfilled on this single night as the holy child of Bethlehem, Jesus, the long-awaited Messiah, was born. As John, the beloved disciple and gospel writer, described the word, meaning Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, became flesh and made his dwelling among us, John 1.14. In him was life, and that life was the light for all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. The Bible records that there were shepherds living out in the fields near Bethlehem, keeping watch over their flocks by night. It was just an ordinary night with ordinary shepherds doing their ordinary work. However, this night instantly became like no other night as an angel of the Lord appeared to them with the glory of the Lord shining all around them. The shepherds were terrified, but the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among all people.
shepherds. Why would God choose lowly shepherds to be the first recipients of the news that the long-awaited Messiah had arrived? Could it be that shepherds were most likely to give heed to such a message? Could it be that shepherds just might drop what they were doing and head to Bethlehem to check out what had just been told them? Could it be that shepherds could relate to this king whom they would find lying in a manger in a way that no one else could? Could it be that shepherds, these shepherds, would uniquely connect with the newborn Messiah who would one day call himself the good shepherd? When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen the baby, they spread the word about this child. All who heard it were amazed at what they heard the shepherds say. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. But Mary, the young, humble mother of the Christ child, treasured up all these things as she pondered them in her heart. Prophets, angels, shepherds, a census calling them to a remote town of Bethlehem, and here in a lowly manger, a newborn child, her child, and yet not exactly her child, at least not in the usual manner. Into a dark and cold world, heaven's glorious light shone in the most unlikely manner, in the most unlikely way. God had sent his very own to redeem the world, to provide life and life abundantly. This was indeed a holy moment, a holy night.
The prophets had anticipated the day when the eternal light of heaven would shine upon the world. After centuries of waiting, the day of the Messiah's birth had finally arrived. This was the Messiah who would one day call himself the light of the world, the one who claimed that those who followed him would never walk in darkness. This was the Messiah, the Savior, who would one day challenge his followers to be light in a world of darkness, to shine before others that they might see their good deeds and praise the Father in heaven. This Messiah, Jesus, the Christ, has called you, called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. He now reigns with his Father in heaven, but he will return. He will return to gather his children to live forever in a place where there will be no more night, no more darkness. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God himself will be their light. Revelation 22, verse 5. So Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you.
of our singing today is only just beginning, so I want to invite you back each Sunday uh, during this season. A reminder, this is one of these interesting years where Christmas Eve is a Sunday. Okay, get that in your heads. Christmas Eve is a Sunday. So we'll have worship on Sunday morning, single service at 1030 on Christmas Eve, and then 5 o'clock candlelight communion service. Um, so plan to be with us throughout this season. Uh, most importantly, I trust that God has spoken to your heart today through the message of the scripture and the singing. And I pray that you will open your heart to the Lord. If you already know him as Lord and Savior, I invite you to be renewed. This is a season for great joy and growth in Jesus. He is your Lord. Come to him. Fellowship with him throughout this season. And if today the honest truth is you've wandered far away from him or perhaps you've never personally known him, we invite you today to receive him as Lord and Savior, to learn more about what that means, to grow in the new covenant that he ushers in with his coming. I'd love to speak with you, pray with you about that following the service, about how you can belong to him and rejoice in his light forever. Open your heart to him. Ask him to receive you as you receive him. We hope you enjoyed this sermon from First Presbyterian Church in Starkville, Mississippi. If you want to find out more about our church and our ministries, please visit fpcstarkville.org. If you'd like someone to reach out to you and uh, maybe grab coffee or lunch to get to know us a little bit better, you can go to fpcstarkville.org connect and fill out the form there. And if you like what you're doing and want to see more, uh, go to fpcstarkville.org give to give.